Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Mesech Zivamos Daf Ayin Gimel, continuing on in Perek HaRL, and we're continuing a conversation about uh, defining in RL and his uh, ramifications halachically, uh, and trying to understand what an RL can and can't eat, what an RL can and can't touch. The Gemara uh, picks up and presents a question that was asked to Sheshes about whether or not an RL can eat miser. And the Gemara wonders um, if the psul, if the... Uh, the, the, the disqualification uh, of eating miser can be compared to the disqualification uh, of an onain, of somebody who's in the period of time between the death of a relative and the burial of a relative, uh, in which an onain can't partake in particular mitzos. So is an Aurel's relationship to miser, the Gemara wants to know, similar to an onain's relationship to miser? And the Gemara concludes that we can't make this comparison due to some of the technicalities uh, of particular kalvachomers that are learned over here. And the Gemara begins to attempt to prove that an RL is uh, going to be usher to touch, usher to eat, usher to interact with Meiser Shani. So Rosh comes along, and Rosh quotes a Mishnah from the second parak of Bikurim, which discusses, really compares and contrasts Truma, Meiser Shani, and Bikurim, and what they all have in common, and how they are, uh, how they are different, what makes up some of the details of Truma, some of the details of, 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 of Meiser, uh, and some of the details of uh, of Bikurim, and the Mishnah there tells us that when, with regards to Truma and Bikurim, if you eat them illegally, so you're going to be Chai of Misa. And a czar who just accidentally goes ahead and eats Truma must also go ahead and, uh, and pay a Chomesh, pay a, a, a fine, an extra fifth of what he ate, which we actually described way back when uh, at the end of uh, the Mems. Uh, about um, about thirty daf ago, this uh, this punishment of a chomish that's going to be required to be paid when somebody eats truma inappropriately. So the Mishnah continues and teaches numerous dinim about bikurim and truma, including the fact that they are legitimate property of the kohen gadol. Meaning that if the kohen gadol wants to use these items to get married with, he could. These um, these foods or these fruits or this uh, these crops, so they belong to the kohen once they become. Truma once they become Bikurim, and uh, he can go ahead and do anything he wants with these items. Additionally, the Gemara presents that if they are um, if they are uh, in in the in the context of uh, bittel of nullifying fruits, so they're going to be nullified if they are mixed up with 101 other fruits. And Rashi here says that. Uh, uh, Rashi points out that we have a fundamental idea that when it comes to Meiser, when it comes to Meiser Shani, these types of fruits, so Meiser is going to be Batel Berov and doesn't need uh, 101 um, other components of this mixture mixture in order for it to be Batel, which is against the Rambam, who seems to say that we always are going to need Shishim, as a put, like Rashi said that we always are going to need Rov, and the Rambam says we're always going to need shishim to bottle a uh, this type of mixture. And if you want to eat the truma and bikurim, uh, the next din says our Mishnah, you'd be required to wash your hands before, as the truma has uh, kedusha to it, and you need to wait until of shemesh. You need to wait until sunset uh, in order to uh, in order to go ahead and in order to eat these uh, in order to eat these fruits. When it comes to eating truma, so this uh, din is actually something that we rarely practice. We uh, rarely um, wash our hands before we eat fruits and vegetables. We know most notably that on the night of the Seder, so we wash our hands uh, in uh, in uh, orchats because the next um, uh, the next uh, part of the Seder uh, is to uh, to uh, to eat fruits that are wet, and we don't want to transmit the uh, the tumma from our hands to the uh, to the fruit 
to the food item. And therefore, as a result, we're going to, uh, we're going to wash our hands. However, it seems like none of these dinim uh, are going to apply to Meister Shani. All of those things apply to Truma and Bikurim, but seemingly not to Meister Shani. The Gemara tries to learn out that since an RL is not on this list, an RL is not one of the people that can't touch uh, and can't interact with these things, so maybe an RL doesn't have similar dinim. However, the Gemara continues, and the Gemara uses a few complicated uh, limudim about Meister Shani, Bikurim, and Truma. The Gemara learns that the list was not exhaustive, that when the list presented um, all of these people that are not able to eat them and left out in RL, so the list didn't include everything, and it could be, the Gemara concludes, that an RL could be Mutter and Meister Shani, but there is no clear-cut Raya from the Mishnayos that appear in Mesechas Bikurim. So the Gemara then goes back to the Brisa quoted, discussing uh, an Onin and trying to understand whether or not an Onin is going to be Mutter in Bikurim, or is an Onin going to be prohibited from eating the Bikurim. And the first approach of the Gemara, the approach of the Tanakama, is that the Onin is for sure usher to eat truma, and that truma must be burned. Based on the Pasuk in the beginning of Sefer Dvarim, where the Torah tells us, Lo sucha arecha, so you can't um, eat within uh, your cities the, uh, the, uh, this meiser degancha v'siroshchavi tzarecha, uvechoros bikarecha v'tzonecha, and uh, your wine and your oil and the firstborn uh, b'chor of your cattle, of your sheep, uh, and you're not allowed to touch um, and interact with these va- uh, these nidarim that you've made or any of the donations or this what the Pasuk refers to as Trumas Yadecha. And the Gemara learns out that since the Pasuk says Trumas Yadecha, the Tanakhama teaches us that these are referring to Bikurim. And since Maestro Shani and Bikurim both appear here in the context of Aninus, we see that both um, we see that both Meister Shani and Bikurim should be prohibited to an Onin. That's the approach of the Tanakama. But comes along Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon teaches us that an Onin is actually mutter uh, in eating these items, and is putter from, uh, from going ahead and having to burn the, uh, the leftover, uh, the leftover uh, hektish. And both the Tanakhama and Rabbi Shimon prove their approaches from their various, uh, from their various psukim. So the Rabbah, interestingly enough, says that uh, an Onin cannot partake in Bikurim because to eat Bikurim, there is a requirement of Simcha that we know and we'll speak about it in a moment, but part of the, uh, the, uh, the declaration, the Vidoy Meiser that's, uh, that's described is the Pasuk that teaches us V'samachta B'chol atov. And since Simcha is an integral part of the eating of Bikurim, an Onin is not able to be v'simcha due to the recent death of a relative. And therefore, an onin, says the Rambam, in a beautiful approach, that a onin uh, is, not going to be able to, uh, is not going to be able to eat bikurim. The Gemara then presents another hekish that the Kamakama learns, connecting bikurim and its dinim to meiser. And again, Rabbi Shimon says that uh, we shouldn't compare bikurim to, 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 to meiser, but rather compare bikurim to truma. The Gemara then proceeds to have a discussion about Bior Meiser Shani, having to burn Meiser Shani, having to burn Bikurim and Truma, and when the burning of these items is learned out from, uh, where the burning of these items is learned out from. The Gemara tells us that you can't burn uh, Truma oil for your own personal Hana, for your own personal benefit, but uh, when Truma oil becomes impure, you can go ahead and uh, you would be able to burn this Truma oil um, for your own benefit. When it is Truma that has its full level of Kedusha, it can't be burned for, uh, for that purpose. But once it becomes Tameh, 
um, once it becomes tummy, so uh, we would be uh, we would be. Um, once it becomes tummy, we'd be allowed to uh, we'd be allowed to uh, to burn. So the pasuk that was quoted above, the pasuk that we discussed, lo sucha lecho b'sharecha. So from the word b'sharecha, we learn that bikurim are not able to be eaten outside the city of Rishalayim. Uh, and specifically, the Torah tells us of Savo el haaret, the beginning of Parshas Kisavo, that bikurim uh, really have a close relationship with the city of Yerushalayim. According to the Mishnayos. The bringing of the Bikurim, the bringing of the first fruits up to Harabais in Yerushalayim began on uh, Yom HaBikurim, Chag HaBikurim, the holiday of Shavuos, and then continued uh, until Sukkot. The actual bringing could continue until Hanukkah, like the Mishnah explains in Bikurim. And the Mishnah tells us in Mishnah, uh, Parakal of Mishnah Vav, that uh, you really have until Hanukkah. But after Sukkot, uh, all of the, uh, the, uh, the Vidoy Meiser and all of the descriptions about Bikurim would no longer be, uh, would no longer be recited. The Sefer Chinuch uh, gives us what the, uh, the rationale, the Svar is, behind the, uh, behind the mitzvah of Bikurim. And the Sefer Chinuch describes the fact that when we, uh, when we uh, portray the fact that Hashem has been good to mankind and has given us a bracha, that our land should yield fruits, that things should grow, and that we have a uh, zechus to bring them to the Beis HaMikdash. So we should be excited and we should bring words to our mouths. We should express our thanks and to think that everything, um, everything reached its uh, point of fruition, its potential, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, Kashbarh who decreed that that should happen. And we should describe all of the good things and all of the kindnesses and all of the chasadim that Hashem did to us and to all of the people of Eretz Yisrael. So the Sefer Achinuch in this mitzvah, in the 606th mitzvah in the Sefer Achinuch, Taf Rish Vav, describes all about this, uh, this uh, experience of offering Bikurim. And in an interesting uh, dis- comment, the Rambam actually describes the fact that this uh, this this. Uh, confession. This vidoy meiser gets this uh, top gets this uh, title of vidoy for one reason or another. But in um, in Hilchos Bikurim of the Rambam, Parak Dalit Halacha Aleph. So the Rambam describes why uh, this is referred to as vidoy meiser and why uh, colloquially we've uh, we've accepted that terminology of vidoy of vidoy meiser. And it's fascinating to uh, to point out the fact that when the Torah describes to us what we say uh, at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of Parshas Kisava, what we say when we bring the Kodesh uh, up to Akarish Baruch Hu. So we describe, Biarti HaKodesh Menabayis, I checked my entire house and I uh, I never found anything uh, and everything that I found rather, I brought up to your Shalayim and I'm not hiding anything and I'm not, uh, I'm not, um, I'm not uh, lacking anything and I'm Totally excited about the fact that I get to bring these bikurim up to uh, up to Shalayim. So this is really in Parshas Kisavo when the Torah emphasizes the mitzvah of bikurim. Briefly in Parachav Gimel of Sefer Shmos earlier, we were uh, introduced to bikurim, but only here in Parshas Kisavo uh, is uh, is this main vidoy meiser. This discussion. We speak about Jewish history and we speak about the journey of being a Jew. And many comment that the journey of a fruit going from seed to uh, watering to sun to, to, to development and uh, all that a seed has to go through to, uh, to come to fruition uh, is the same uh, journey that the Jewish people go through uh, ultimately uh, to, uh, to arrive at our final destination of getting to, getting to Harabai. 
there's a beautiful comment that's made by uh, Yosef C. Mecklenburg, the Ksav Vaha Kabbalah. And the Ksav Kabbalah points out that the pompous circumstances by which we uh, bring the Bikurim to Harabayas are not by accident. That when the Torah describes, like we said before, Vesamachta Becholatov, that the people of Yerushalayim and the people that are waiting for the farmers to come with the first fruits should do whatever they could to make the, uh, the simcha as joyous and as exciting as possible. That we want, and we'll just bring this full circle back to what we began with, we want an RL and we want people to look at the fact that people are excited to be here. People are excited to sing and dance. That the song, that the music, that the, uh, that the experience of bringing Bikurim up to Yerushalayim is an experience to remember. It's an experience that we want to, that we want to, uh, that we want, uh, that we want it to last. We want people to look at it and say, wow, that is something that I want a part of. That's something that I want a piece of. And therefore, the Ksav Kabbalah says that uh, there should be singing and there should be a joyous mood that accompanies uh, all of the people as the fruits are being brought up to uh, to uh, to Shalim. It might be counterintuitive if you would think about it because we've worked so hard in our fields and we've uh, we've planted and we've plowed and we've hoed and we've done all the things that we need to do. We've gone through this journey and we see this beautiful fruit beginning to grow. We, we would think at first glance that we would want to keep that fruit. But comes along the Torah and the Torah says that we have to take those Bikurim. We have to bring those Bikurim up to Shalayim and uh, offer those Bikurim. And we want people to notice. We want people to see that part of bringing these Bikurim and part of this process is our gratitude is expressing our gratitude through this vidoy meiser about the uh, about the first fruits that uh, that are growing, and uh, we want an RL. We want somebody who's uncircumcised to see what they're missing out on uh, as a result of them uh, them not being uh, that not being circumcised. And as the Gemara goes on, and as uh, we get to the bottom of Daf Ein Gimel, so uh, we uh, we continue to compare. Uh, Truma, Bikurim, Meiser Sheni, and how they interact vis-a-vis uh, in RL, what an RL can touch and take part in, what an RL can't touch and take part in, and uh, many of the dinim that are related to uh, in RL, Meiser, Truma, Bikurim, Mitzvah, Satuluyos, Pa'aretz, Mitzvahs that are dependent on Eretz Yisrael, and uh, we make our way through Paraka RL in, uh, as we make our way to the end of Daf Ayin Gimel of Meseches Yevamus.